0: Hello, and welcome to The Bite, Hope Brooklyn's weekly podcast for bite-sized spiritual thoughts to inspire you as you center your life around God's great story. Thanks so much for listening. And behold, some people brought to him a paralytic lying on a bed. And when Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, Take heart, my son, your sins are forgiven. And behold, some of the scribes said to themselves, This man is blaspheming. Matthew 9, two through eight. I remember the first time I actually took in this passage. I was 18, living on my friend's couch, and I was working this on-again, off-again job at a group home for the developmentally challenged. And so on my days off, I had committed to reading the Bible and memorizing at least one scripture a day. And so I started with the book of Matthew. But by the time I got to chapter 9, I finally started getting this picture of the Bible that it wasn't just a book of handy one-liners, quick quotes that you can just throw out and sound good. It was a story, a narrative. And this passage stuck with me. You see, at the time, I was very evangelistic. And by evangelistic, I mean in the traditional sense of trying to inspire conversions, trying to witness to Jesus in such a way that people would believe and become Christians themselves. And so when I read this, I was moved by the entire narrative. I mean, Jesus is in a city, obviously uh, preaching, performing miracles. They bring to him a man who is uh, sick, and Jesus, in the act of healing this man brings many to faith. I mean, that's how I read it. It's hard not to. I mean, the last line is so compelling. And they were in awe, some translations say, or they marveled. They were afraid and they glorified God who had given such authority or power to men. And I wanted that power. I wanted to be a man of authority, a man of power. I mean, that's how Christianity was displayed to me, that if I lived a life of power and authority, then people couldn't deny it. People would see Jesus. God's power present in me would lead them to belief. But I misunderstood how the story was being told. You see, Jesus says of himself in verse 6 that the reason why he's about to perform this miracle or why he says to the man his sins are forgiven is so that the world may know that the Son of Man has power on earth to forgive sins. Now that phrase, "Son of Man," if you read it in your Bible, is in capital. It's it's a title, and that's because it comes from the Old Testament. It's a prophetic, metaphorical um, name that's given to the Anointed One. You know, it's something that people would have been familiar with, especially scribes and teachers of the Jewish faith. But for the crowd, they interpreted this as just another man. In fact, verse 8 gives us that clue. It says that they were marveling and were afraid and glorifying God because of the power that they had seen present in a man, a regular man. They'd missed that cue, that son of man illusion, that prophetic metaphorical language that Jesus was using to describe himself as the one, the Savior who was to come. And I admit that I had lost that too. You see, I had put myself in a position where if people saw power in me, they would believe. But that's not what Jesus is doing here. That's not what the story is meant to do or what Jesus is trying to communicate. Jesus is trying to get people to see him as the Messiah. The power that he's displaying, the works, the miracle are kind of just shadows. They're only significant. Because of Jesus. In the Old Testament, God gives his people instruction on how to discern a prophet from a false prophet. And he tells them in Deuteronomy 13 that if a prophet arises in their community and performs a miracle and that miracle comes to pass or he gives a word and that word comes true. But he guides his people away from God. Then don't listen to him. That isn't a prophet. Interestingly enough, at this time in Jesus's life, this is exactly what the scribes were accusing Jesus of doing, of leading the people away from God. But what Jesus is doing here is trying to get them to see that he's actually leading people to God. He is the son of man. He is the promised Messiah, the anointed one. But the crowd doesn't see that. They're too preoccupied. By the power too in awe too afraid of what they've just seen witnessed firsthand as this paralytic steps up and rises and goes home and just like the crowd I was fixated on that power that I'd forgotten the story of Jesus I'd forgotten what I wanted people to know more than anything else and it's that God had broken into our world that God's power was now present in the world, made visible through his son, Jesus. And all of this was for one reason and one reason only, that we may know him and come to saving knowledge of him. Everything else is secondary. The narrative, the story is first. And here Jesus is trying to remind the people of that narrative. They're fixated on other things, power, their perceptions of what is God doing. And he's trying to bring them into a clear-cut focus of who he is and what's happening. The Savior, the Redeemer is here. The one who forgives sins. That's the story God is telling through Jesus' life. and That's the story Jesus is communicating when he heals the sick. That's the story Jesus communicates when he reaches out to the broken and the marginalized that's the story that jesus is telling that's the story that we're reading and we can sometimes get lost in the other details but jesus is always there bringing us back and reminding us that we may know the son of man and that he has come to forgive sins and that he has authority here on earth to do so let's tell that story let's never lose sight Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of The Bite. To find out more about the mission and ministry of Hope Brooklyn, and to subscribe to our other podcasts and lots more, visit us online at www.hopebrooklyn.org.